When we talk about living your Saqqara life, it's that life that you envision for yourself coming into reality. And we believe that it starts with what you put on your plate, what you put into your body. Yeah. If you don't feel good, if your hormones are out of balance, if your skin looks terrible, if you don't feel good in your body, you know, you're not gonna show up at your best walking into your job or in going on dates or in your love life or having confidence to wear your hair differently. All these things that affect how you show up in the world. Hey everyone, welcome to Ben Better, How About You? I'm your host, Katie Nara, and I've suffered from depression nearly my entire life. It sucks. This is a podcast that focuses on mental health broken down in a relatable way and told through personal experiences. P.S. I'm not a doctor, but each week my guests and I will cover everything from recognizing symptoms of anxiety and depression to providing accessible tips, tools, and resources that support mental wellness. So get your weekly prescription with me. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Ben Better, How About You? I'm your host, Katie Nara, and today we have the founders and CEO of Saqqara joining us, Danielle Dubois <laughs> and Whitney Tingle. How are you guys? Thanks for having us. Yes. So happy to be here. Thank you for coming. I would love to hear from the beginning. I know you guys grew up in Sedona <laughs> and then relocated to New York and started working in different fields and realized you were both sort of at a crossroads and your health was not doing well. Yeah, I'd love to know hear about the uh, like aha moment that you each had. Yeah, well, we each had our aha moments around the same time. Thank God, we like to say that we hit rock bottom together. Which, if you're gonna hit rock bottom, which I don't wish on anyone, I'm very grateful it was with my best friend as we pulled each other out. And I had been suffering from a lifetime of disordered eating patterns. Uh, I had a terrible relationship to my food, to my plate. Food was never about nourishment. It was about calories, carbs, points, pounds. I believed that my worth was wrapped up in my thinness. So I had a lot of unlearning to do. Simultaneously, I knew from a young age I wanted to study medicine and be in the business of healing people. My mom was in and out of the hospital my entire life and still is. And I witnessed doctors really helping her in so many ways and then also really making her life complicated, mostly because she suffered from chronic lifestyle issues, which most allopathic Western doctors aren't really trained in, you know, they're trained in pharmaceuticals, they're trained in surgery, not really trained in lifestyle, nutrition, etc. So my rock bottom came in my kind of younger 20s. I was working in a hospital with a cardiologist, so we were seeing patients with late-stage lifestyle diseases, and I just had this aha moment of realizing so many patients were at a point where lifestyle changes would no longer help them, and I wanted to know, like, who was getting to them before, mm -hmm. it was no longer an option. And from my years of dieting, I had started to struggle with my own health issues like IBS, which is basically a blanket term in the Western world for like, we have no idea. <laughs> Something's wrong, we have no idea. We can't really help you. Here's some medication maybe. And I had just done like this crazy 21 day retreat that included a water fast and all raw food and- Water fast, isn't that dangerous? Yeah. Seven-day water fast. It was seven full days. Glad you're here. I thought yeah. you couldn't go more than three days without drinking water. No, it was intense. You're, it's, you're only drinking water. Oh, I thought you meant, like, no water. Oh. And I'm like, you're, are you human? Oh. How did you survive? Oh, this yes. No, just water. Yeah, yeah. Which okay. can be very healing okay. if you're in a place, especially, like, around food, a healthy place with food. Mm -hmm. 
But for me, it was just another excuse to not have to eat, to not have to worry about my relationship to food. I could just ignore it. And I did get really sick. I got really, really sick. It, I ended up, you know, my IBS flared up, my issues around food flared up. I ended up having pneumonia, going to the hospital. Whitney took me to the hospital. And that was one of my aha moments of like, oh, wow. Like my relationship to food is something I really need to work on. I really need to figure out what is this whole thing that food is medicine. And it was around the same time that Whitney hit her rock bottom as well. Yeah, I was going through my own journey with my body. Had had terrible cystic acne all over my face for over a decade of my life. And, you know, you like to talk about mental health. It was really affecting my mental health, you know, big cysts all over that I just felt like I, I I couldn't hide from it. You know, I'd walk into a room and felt like people were looking at it, which people, they don't care, you know, but I felt that way and I wanted to hide it. I would change my haircut to try and hide it and wear some bangs and it affected my career. It affected my love life, how I showed up in the world. And Additionally, it was affecting my health. It was big, painful cysts. So literally, I tried everything out there. I went around to all of the fancy dermatologists that I would read in the magazines. I bought everything off of all the infomercials. You know, anybody promising clear skin, I was like, I'll buy that, I'll buy that. You know, you have the drawer of hopes and dreams. And it's like, you know, hoping these creams are gonna cure you, and they didn't. Doctors kept putting me on rounds of antibiotics just saying, oh, these are infections on your skin. We have to kill them with these antibiotics. So That's I did. Strange, I've never even heard of that. Oh my gosh, months of tetracycline, aminocycline. They gave me Z-packs to keep in my desk room drawer That's at college. Yeah. Really scary. It's like what they give you if you have pneumonia. Yeah, yeah. And antibiotics are there to save your life. Right. They're not there for a pimple. But this was, you know, over 10 years ago. Right. And this is what doctors thought was the right way to do things, and they were trying to help me. A lot of doctors are still doing that. Yeah, oh, yeah a lot of doctors are still are. over-prescribing antibiotics. Yeah. I, I only take them if I absolutely have to. Yeah, and that's what they're there for, mm -hmm. only if you absolutely have right. to. And they and none of that worked for me, and so they put me on Accutane. Right, which I always have found, I had a girlfriend that was on that when we actually lived in New York, and I thought it was very horrifying. They would have photos of the babies if you would have, and I'm like, can this be good for you? If <laughs> Well, that was, that was a big piece of my aha moment. Right. Was they have you sign, they put you on two forms of birth control and have you sign a contract saying that if you are to get pregnant, you will have an abortion because your baby comes out with these birth <gasps> defects and they show you all these pictures. And so you've just signed a contract. Yeah. Saying you're going to have an abortion. Yeah, so that nobody sues the company for a right, 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 child. child. And they test your blood like every week or every other week to make sure it's not destroying your liver. And I mean, it's a very serious drug. Yeah. They put you on Prozac if you have any kind of, mm -hmm. you know, mental illness in your family, mental health. Right, or history of depression probably, yeah. yeah. And so I was put on Prozac along with it. And... At the end of it all, it still didn't work. Wow. And, you know, they just want to put you on it again and again and again. And what Accutane does is it shrinks your oil glands from the inside. But that oil is what keeps your skin Seems like it would age you, like, yeah, over it keeps it youthful yeah. and everything into your older right. years. Right. Like, you want mm -hmm. that there, that moisture. But, you know, doctors say, oh, it's you have overactive oil glands. Well... 
why. Yeah. Right? Nobody's getting down to the root cause of maybe what is creating this imbalance in your body. And so I finally just hit my point where I was just like, no more, enough, like enough with all of these creams and medications and lasers and my skin peeling off, enough of people just, you know, trying to treat these symptoms on my face. I needed to go inside and get down to what was the root cause that was creating this acne on my face and treat that. And so that's when I turned to my best friend and we were living together in Soho in a little apartment at the time. Oh, I love, I, like I lived in Soho. I just love it, like the New York store, New York. It reminds me of Sex in the City, even though it's not Sex in the City. But I mean, I also had a family of mice living with us. <laughs> okay, with that. Yeah, you know, it's and New York City. Cute. Better than rats. They're cute. Very cute. <laughs> True. Exactly. True. And, you know, and we just, we decided we have to figure it out. We have to figure it out for ourselves. Like we need this. And we knew growing up in Sedona that food is powerful. Food is medicine. And if given the right tools and ingredients, your body can really do so much to heal itself. Yeah. And it was really sort of what I was learning in studying nutrition was a lot of the new literature at the time around the microbiome and what that meant for overall health. And, you know, seeing that your microbiome is connected not only to gut health, but to mental health, right. to hormonal health, to fertility, to aging, to, you know, so many things. It's really like the epicenter, mm -hmm. but no one was really talking about how to eat for a healthy gut. So we took that approach and thought, well, if a healthy gut is the epicenter of health, how do we really eat to optimize gut health? Mm -hmm. So that's where our, our signature nutrition program came out of. It was our own solution to our health and it was so transformative for each of us in different ways. For me, it really taught me that food is not about calories. It's about nourishment and that, you know, when you look at food as calories, it's such a restrictive narrow-minded mindset that we're all taught. But when you look at food as nourishment, it's what completely transformed my relationship to it. Because mm -hmm. if you think of it as nourishment, you have to worry about getting enough every single day. And if you're counting calories, you're always worried about getting too much. Right, right. And what was amazing was, I think you actually started eating more and your body transformed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's such a misunderstanding that people have like less is better for the type of body that you're right. and we're taught that I mean we're taught to count calories and carbs and points and pounds for an ideal body but weight it, but it's actually about nourishment and, it, and metabolism yeah, when you're counting a calorie it doesn't matter if you're eating a donut or some broccoli right you know if it's the same amount of calories it's the same right but food is information food is telling your body how to operate it's producing nutrients. It's telling actual genes to turn on and off. Mm -hmm. So it really matters what foods you're eating if you want to transform your body. Right. And so for me, I realized I didn't have a skin problem. I had a gut problem. And once I healed my gut, mm -hmm. then like the inflammation started to go down, the redness on my skin. I stopped having breakouts. And I mean, we were talking about this yes. at breakfast this morning. Yes. <laughs> I had all these other symptoms that I wasn't as focused on, like femicology imbalances right. and anxiety. And those things went away too once I healed my gut and started eating for my 
gut, my microbiome. At the time, what was the most popular, I feel like I should have researched that. What was the most popular in-home food delivery? Before you guys, I feel like there was pizza. nothing before pizza you. Pizza and Chinese right? food. Pizza and you were like pre goop every of all these people that sort yeah. of it was pizza and like Chinese food, right? Yeah. And like juice cleanses. Juice that was like right. blueprint cleanse was really big. Okay. okay. So right. people were really excited to chew, I think, at the time. Yeah. We hit the market. Yeah. You told us we we're crazy. They're like, you're starting a people food delivery. Healthy food deliver. Yeah. Salads in the mail. Like yeah. Sakura. Yeah. They're like, people are never gonna remember that. Word. But we just Spell kept it. coming back to, you know, the the literature and the science. I mean, it's profound. Like, there are studies that take the microbiome of an obese rat and put it into a thin rat and feed them the exact same food, mm-hmm. and the thin rat becomes obese. So it's like the, the inputs that you have and your microbiome are so important, and I just so wish for everyone to kind of get away from this idea that, you know, a calorie is a calorie right. and that diets work. Right. No, I mean, I think that's an important message that you guys talk about a lot, that this is a lifestyle. It's not 30 days and then back to your normal eating pattern or your normal way. And it's also really delicious. I mean, you were at our breakfast yes. this morning. Like, I was trying to steal all the donuts. donuts yeah. from- <laughs> you know, there's no no list here. Right. There's no like list of foods that we tell you you can't eat. It's just that you are what you do the majority of the time. Right. And it's true for your microbiome too. The more you eat this way, the more kind of diverse strains of microbiota you have in your gut. And that's the number one indicator to a healthy gut is diversity. So getting a diversity of plants into your diet every single day is the most important thing you can do, which is why we started with food. That's well, And that's what I wanted to ask you. I know we talked about this a little before we started. So can you expand on why plant-based, right? I, I yeah. thought you guys were like hardcore vegans and you're telling me, no, we don't even, yeah. that's not even what no. we, our, our religion is, I mean, you'll is, never right? see the word vegan anywhere because that's not that's what we That's true, right. When we started, people didn't know what plant-based was and I think Absolutely. it's been hijacked. Yeah. To be well, vegan. Yeah. I mean, what is it like 12 years later on? Yeah, right? we don't need another word for vegan. Right, right. Especially, if you're vegan, great. Be vegan. Especially yeah, you when know? these big... It's a choice. Yeah, but we just don't need another word for it. And like, especially in this world where plant-based is being hijacked and it's like on all these ultra-processed foods, like mm-hmm. plant-based was supposed to mean, like for us, it meant you base your diet on whole plant foods. So when you think about your plate, most of your plate right. is going to be whole plants. Is that sort of the original definition? Yeah, that's... Okay. A a plant-based diet is a diet that is based mostly on plants. Not only plants. So now what do people put plant-based with? Just anything? Yeah, Like, what's the most, like, outrageous thing you've seen, like, this is plant-based? I mean... (laughs) I just saw a pizza shop that was talking about plant-based that did not look very plant-based, but... (laughs) Plant-based is to help people eat more healthily, right. but when you have all these ultra-processed foods like, you know, plant-based needs, plant like, right. it's not helpful. Well, it's I get very, I mean, I'm happy to say this, I feel very sick when I eat like beyond meat or beyond burger. I don't even know what that is, but I literally am heading to the toilet. It's a joke. But it's, it's yeah. not made out of plants. What is it made out of? Well, originally it is. Right. Well, the, right, like the veggie burger. through... You know, it's not like it's a Cheeto beans and Oreos are vegan. (laughs) So, you know, but it's, it's not like it's beans and rice and carrots and whole foods. Yeah. Yeah. So now 
For someone that if if they're think they can't process beans easily, right? Or lentils, or they have to pressure cook them. What do you guys say? Again, someone that maybe thinks, oh, it's all beans and well, we I'll have too much gas if I eat that. You we know? use pressure cooked beans. See, that's too. We need to shout that from I know, the rooftops that because choose, I can't really eat We choose really low beans. arsenic rice. Okay. We choose the highest quality oils. Like our superfoods and our oils are some of the most expensive ingredients in our kitchen. Okay. And we make these decisions to put these ingredients into our meals right? because they're going to change your body and help you feel better. Right. Like we could cut corners and, you know, not put them in and it would still make taste more money, great. But and yeah, yeah. Make more money. But at the end of the day, why people come to us and keep coming back to us is because how they feel and how this food transforms their lives. Right. Yeah. And I'd say most of us should be able to eat anything. And so if there are foods you can't eat or you have issues with, we need to work on your gut health. No, absolutely. I last year got really bad emo. I'd never had gut problems. And so I did a deep dive, which I always do of, okay, what can't I eat? And I was so, my father's Lebanese. So, you know, I love jedro and lentils and I couldn't eat beans and yeah. or garlic or onions for almost a year. I had to reset. Now I'm yeah. fine. But I was interested to learn that we're really not meant that you have to either pressure cook them as easier to digest or not meant to. You know what I yeah. mean? That a lot of things. soak or you can pressure cook. Yeah. yeah. So is that what you guys yeah. usually prepare all your... Yeah. yeah. Oh, I wow. Really like, you know, every food, you know, there's not a food on the planet that's only all upside. And I yeah. think people forget that. And right. the internet loves to villainize food. Yeah. So when we... We're coming up, you know, meat was villainized, and now it's like people are villainizing lectins and kale. And it's yeah. like, kale. There is not a food on the planet that right. isn't going to like fight to not be eaten, whether it's a cow walking around or a leaf on the ground. Right. And so for centuries, millennia, there have been ways of preparation to help with the bioavailability of nutrients and to kind of downsize the impact of some of the potentially harmful. But Back to the diversity of your gut, one of the most, I mean, nature is so smart. You, you have diversity in your gut that's necessary. And how you get that is by eating a diversity of plants. So if you are the person who eats kale and beans and avocado every single day for every meal, right. that's a problem. And those people that are villainized in kale are right for you yes. because you're getting too much of it. Mm -hmm. So the point in nature wants us, you know, we are nomadic species. We were until the invention of agriculture. And that meant that we were getting all different types of plants, getting upwards of 100 grams of fiber a day. Now people don't even get the 25 grams yeah, recommended. But, you know, you, in order to get to that diversity, you have to eat a lot of different plants. And so that's the key. Like if yeah. you're only oh. eating kale all day, it is a problem. And we had been vegans and vegetarians that's and a very raw good point. and everything before starting Sakara. Okay. And it didn't work for yeah. us. It didn't heal our gut. It didn't create that gut diversity because it meant we could just live on kale and avocado and rice and beans for every single right. meal and fit under that bucket, right? Yeah. But what we've what we discovered was this, yeah, eating the rainbow, getting a lot of diversity. So with Saqqara, you'll get upwards of 170 different plant species in your diet each week when you order our meals. That's just a great point because I think even I'm someone, I'm such a creature of habit where I my mercury gets way too high just because I eat way too much fish or tuna. And then I don't think people even know that 
that that's the main thing that makes your stuff so great, that it's all these different plants. Because I think people just think, oh, we're just eating lettuce. I'm taking like a yeah, very, no, like absolutely. just someone just being like, oh, Definitely. this is just salad, where it isn't. There's so much work and thought and time and brain power put behind each meal. Right. Well, we take our mission really seriously and we're here to transform your life and potentially your health. And that means that we have to be really careful about the nutrition that we feed you. Right. And how, I love your quote about that both of you guys have said if you have to seduce people. So how important is seduction Yeah, I with, mean, with what you eat? <laughs> I mean, I think we have to be... Because Sakara is sexy. Well, thank you. <laughs> I think, you know, people, and we can get into this because I know you two are talking about this, but people want to reach for the quick fix. Right. People want to reach for, you know, the diet that, I mean, I was one of those people, so... I think we've I'm all been there. From yeah, the heart. The, yeah, yeah. It's and so the seductive part is to remind people that you are worthy of feeling really good, and also that it can be a fun, delicious, joyful journey getting to feeling really good. Like I always thought I had to eat tasteless food that right. was like cardboard in order to get yeah. results, you know, or do some crazy restrictive diet. But part of the seduction is at Sakara is, no, this is actually, a, this is delicious and fun and not restrictive. And so, you know, that's the point. Otherwise, I think people start to, can easily start to think of something like this, like a diet, but we work really hard, not only to give you the quote results, like if you're looking for weight loss or skin health or, you know, gut health, but part of those results is also that you enjoy the journey, that right. you're enjoying the meals. I think that's also they always say, I mean, I'm the slowest eater of all time. I think that's my ADHD. But that when you are have a beautiful meal, you know, you you are going to enjoy it. You want to sit down with your guys, what you guys are creating. You're not going to just eat it in front of the TV mindlessly. So I think it's it works. It's right? also high fiber foods, right? Which you have to chew. I think there right. we're used to eating a lot of soft foods, mushy foods, you know, pretend different... crunch food. Yeah, <laughs> pretend meat and. You know, people are like, it takes me forever to get through your meal. And it's like, yeah, you have to, you have to chew it. You have right. to chew through these vegetables and Our through the grains. Our jaws are changing because we're not eating enough. Really? Like food that requires chewing. And talk about aging your face. Yeah. Like part of keeping yeah. your cheeks lifted and everything is getting your jaw, keeping your jaw muscles in shape. That's really interesting. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about the product that just came out with Erwan. <clears throat> This is the Metabolism Reset Latte, right? Metabolism what is latte, yeah. Metabolism Latte, which does not have coffee. No, it's okay. a coffee alternative. Okay. I drank half of mine. <laughs> so this just came out. Yeah. And it's already and sold it's out. And it's in partnership with Erewhon. So it's made with our best-selling Metabolism Powder, Super Powder, which you can buy on our website. And we've been selling now for a number of years. And it's just like a fan favorite. Can't right. keep it in stock. Bless you. And so we just launched this yesterday with Erewhon, yeah. and it's ready to drink. So you can just go and pick it up in the cold case and how have long it ready does it to go. stay? Like, can you? How long like can you keep it? A few days. Few days. So it's yeah. like their juices or exactly. Things. Okay. And it just it helps with your metabolism. It helps to curb sugar cravings. It helps to reduce bloat. Okay. And minimize excess water retention. So I really love this before going to an event 
or right. something like that because right. it can help depuff me, especially if I've been traveling. Yeah. Just, and your body is holding that excess water weight mm -hmm. or you went out to dinner and had, had too much sodium yep, or whatever. And you're puffy. This really helps reduce that water retention feeling and give you a little bit more muscle definition. Yeah, and it has our metabolism powder in it, which is really designed to kind of get at the core things, what your metabolism does and actually help heal you. It's not, you know, like as we we're talking about the, the like quick fix, like this right. is something that you take a scoop or have one of these lattes every day for 30 days. And even though you'll feel energy the same day you take it, the long-term effects are really the ones that are amazing. So is it good to do 30 days to kind of try to reset? Because yeah. I'm so excited. I saw the powder in the bag from today because I've never yeah. tried it. Yeah. It's delicious. So it's it tastes, I hate powders that taste like, well, no, yours doesn't. It tastes like powder, you know? It's just not. Yeah. It's chocolatey and delicious. And again, the, the journey to a revved metabolism should be fun and right. delicious. <laughs> so why Erewhon? Why did you guys want to partner with Erewhon? Well, we've been really kind of, you know, we've been asked to retail at several I'm sure. stores. And to date, we've really wanted to own that relationship to our client. It's hard to do that seduction <laughs> when you don't own the relationship. Okay. Um, but Erewhon is special and anyone who lives no, in LA are. knows that. Yeah, um, they really are. And so many of our current clients already go there. Mm -hmm. So we felt like, you know, it was an amazing opportunity for them to kind of be able to like grab and go versus just ordering. And then also the types of people that go in there, if they haven't heard of Sakara, absolutely should by this point. So it felt like a really great kind of subset of people to talk to. Yeah, and we sell our metabolism powder there, our probiotics. Oh, great. And our beauty water and detox water drops okay. as well. So you can pick those up when you pick up your ready-to-drink metabolism latte. If you can get one, that's the thing. Amanda was just yeah, no, she went out. there this morning. Yeah. yeah, And she got into the store. It was early in the morning. And there was a hole on the shelf <laughs> with no lattes. Yeah. And she thought, okay, maybe they didn't bring them out yet. She's know? like ready to scream. And, like, <laughs> and so she asked. And they're like, oh, no, they're already all sold out. Wow. All gone. That's, well, you guys yeah. have a big fan base. The Beverly location. Yeah. I guess people were actually lining up outside. They were so excited. It's it's like is the new Ozempic. <laughs> <laughs> so I want, I, I need to hear the 411 from both of you about Ozempic. Because you were saying about everyone wants a quick fix, right? Yeah. And that is very American, right? Everyone wants overnight results. I know various people on Ozempic or the different, now the like, I always want to say Wagyu beef, but it's Wago, like Wagomi. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and now there's a shortage for um, diabetics, which is actually very scary. So I would just love to hear your guys 411 on that and, and thoughts on that. Yeah, I think, you know, for people who really need it, it's amazing. Right. I mean, it like, saved their life. Yeah. 88% yeah, of Americans are metabolically ill. I mean, obesity is a real problem in our country. And for people who need to lose weight, it's put, putting pressure on their heart, on their joints, on their body. Right. Then, great. This is a great tool in the toolkit like we talk about. But I think where I get concerned is when I'm seeing people who are already thin. Do not need it. Do not need it. Not for their health. And it's just for vanity purposes, taking this pharmaceutical drug. And they're hoping for a quick fix. And they're not thinking about 
what the consequences might be. And I think the other piece of it is it just takes out, it completely devalues food and what food is there for us, what it's there to do for our bodies. Yeah, I think it's it's tough. It's a tough conversation to have. Like we've all been there where we want the quick fix. I get the need, I get the desire. But I think what we forget is like what we're sacrificing. Mm -hmm. There's nothing that's free. Like for every action, there is a reaction. And so either, you know, you're using it, if we're talking about people who don't need it here in this category, but either you're using it to lose weight you don't need to lose. And so you're not really reaching in and working on right. your relationship to yourself, to your body, the why behind you, why you want to lose that weight. Or you're not really thinking about what are the choices I'm making for my health, you know, and why am I making those choices that don't lead me to the type of body I want and I feel like I have to take this shortcut. Right. So it's okay. We all go through chapters where we avoid. I've been there several times and, but we're not going to be able to avoid it forever. And if you do, those are the things that I think show up later in life. Like I really think the future of medicine is going to be this really synergistic relationship between our emotional health and our physical health. So yes, food is medicine, but what you think, how you feel, your relationship to yourself, your relationship to others, your relation, your outlook on the world, like our problems and obstacles, issues or the opportunities, like all those things equal health. Mm -hmm. So if we don't, if we don't face kind of our existential like questions about ourselves and our relationship to our food and our relationship to our health and why we feel like we have to be so thin. Right. I think those are the things that show up later in our health if they haven't already showed up now. So, and what you eat right now creates the body that you will have in the future. Yes. So if you're just taking this drug and eating less, yeah, you know, it's, you eat less, you're not hungry on this drug, then you're not getting the nutrition's the nutrition and the nutrients from your food that your body needs. Right. So food is the raw materials your body uses to rebuild and repair itself. Yeah. You need to eat. You need to nourish your body. No, absolutely. I think it can be seductive in many ways. Like you were saying, like, I think it was two and a half years ago. I, you know, many SSRIs can make you gain weight. Mm -hmm. And I had to go back on Zoloft and then I gained like 15 pounds and my psychiatrist, he's always ahead of the trends. He was ahead of the ketamine and he he gave me Ozempic. Uh -huh. And it really caused so many stomach issues for me. Mm. So I tell anyone that, and I didn't even go on it for that long. And I said something, this was before it became this. And I said, this doesn't feel right. I'm not having bowel movements every day. I, mm -hmm. um, I had been, I had gotten a really bad stomach flu. And so I had taken this antibiotics. So I think everything was off and then doing that. And then the more I read about it, I said, this slows down your small intestine, the digestion in your small like intestine. Like your metabolic rate. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. that's not good. Like, so you're slowing. The more I learned about IBS, all that stuff and SIBO and EMO and how it all comes about, the bacteria, I thought, gosh, this is really dangerous. And so I had only stood on it for six weeks and I was like, I'm done. So for me, the side effect wasn't even just bad of nausea or, and I'm like, who wants to feel nauseous when you don't have to? But I think people get, oh, I want to fit into that dress or, oh, I want, and I get for anyone's listening that if you are on certain medicine, 
that you have to be on or you yeah. will not be here, it right. can be frustrating, Absolutely. right? So it's nice that it's there's other options. Yeah, there are yeah. trade-offs with everything. Totally. But yeah, just, you know, in in this conversation, if you're choosing to do it or not, like right. to remember what food is there for, that food is medicine, that food provides you with nutrients and phytochemicals that support longevity and anti-aging and, you know, skin glow mm-hmm. and all these other things that are, you know, I think people that are caring about their physique and outward aesthetics care about. Right. And that it's also there to provide you with the the base materials to produce your brain chemicals, serotonin, and, you know, that make you feel good and make you feel happy. And so if you're, you know, not eating these foods, then just thinking about, yeah, what what are you sacrificing or what are you losing? Yeah. Or your body then, if you don't know you're hungry, it's like your body's needing something, but it can't communicate, Yeah, which is scary. We talk a lot about body intelligence. Right. Building that, like, as a muscle, mm-hmm. creating that communication with your body where you get to listen to its signals. Right. When it's telling you, hey, something's off, your check engine light is going off, you know, that's a sign to you that's that you need to check in and say, okay, what's going on? Am I pushing myself too hard? Am I not eating the right foods to support my health? Like to check right. in and listen, because it'll tell you. Exactly. Yeah. So you guys are quite the trailblazers. It must feel good. What's next? Like, what do you, I mean, you've already had a cookbook. Are you, and I heard, are you guys doing another one? We talk about it. Okay. I heard over the, I I, I was talking about it this morning. I heard, yeah, I was like, I think she was talking about it. Oh, we definitely will. You know, like there's probably so many products we'll innovate on in the coming years, but ultimately our mission is to put people in the driver's seat of their health and food really is the foundation for that. And so you know, we deliver fresh, nutritionally designed meals to people all over the country. How? What and states can you tell us who? All everywhere. Oh, everywhere now. Everywhere except Alaska wow. and Hawaii. Okay. Although you might be able to get them in Hawaii now. You can get our products. I don't think you get our fresh yet. But the fresh, so fresh, you're in every state. That's great. Okay. Yeah, and so you know, we've been fortunate to be able to impact millions of lives, but there's millions more. Right. And. You know, it's it's talk about seductive. It's seductive to think about the newness that will happen. And, but ultimately, just coming back to that mission of, you know, I want to help as many people as possible. And this food was so transformative for us that we just want to try and help as many people as we can. Right. And you always feel, I think you always feel better in your mind. And like you were saying, serotonin, dopamine, so many things that we can eat that some people don't even know about can really help you, you know? It's like, it's like your mental health is in your gut. A hundred percent. There's more serotonin there than anywhere else. So that's where it's made. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, that's why like thinking about the gut as the epicenter mm-hmm. really forces all of us to contemplate our plate. Yeah. So we always end with these five questions. Are they rapid fire? Because I happen to be very bad at those. <laughs> I feel like you're good at those. Yeah. I can make them. Rapid fire. No, no. But they're, but they're not, no, no, they're not rapid fire. Because okay. especially with two guests, because I feel like you guys are gonna, may have different answers, you know? Okay. Okay, ready? No, I'm, yeah, I'm yes. joking. Is she trying to read them? No, I'm I am. I'm cheating. <laughs> what do you do for a mental break? I think Beyonce go, eats go a car. Go for a walk. Okay. 
Yeah, get outside, get sunshine, swim in the ocean. I'm really into guided meditations. I feel like for anyone that doesn't meditate or doesn't hasn't figured out how, or it can feel kind of daunting, the guided ones are just incredible. And what, you mean it's a, somewhere you go, or is there an no, app? There's an or, app called okay. Insight Timer that I'm okay. obsessed with. Okay. And we send each other meditations. Maybe I need to try that. I have a hard time meditating. I have my kids. Yeah. Like my kids do one of their meditations at night. That's so cute. Yeah, it's amazing. And there's so many incredible people out there doing these amazing like visualizations. And there's all types of things. Like you can do go in the angel realm. You can go more scientific. You can just do like yoga nidra and relax your body. Like there's anything. Something for everyone. Yeah. yeah. When is the last time you cried? I think yesterday on Kat's podcast. I was going to say that. Yeah, yesterday. Yeah. Kat really made us go kind of like back because we've known her since we started Sakara. Oh, no way. She's seen her in a really long she time. She was on yeah, this. Kat Sandler. Yeah, yeah. She was on um, last season. She's, She's amazing. So she yeah. was really like, you guys, it's been 10 years. Like, look what you've done. So she got really sentimental. So Wow. Yeah, How crazy. did you guys first meet? We were trying to remember. I think we a friend introduced at us at a party. dinner party. Okay. Okay. And she's been such a supporter ever since. Well, I'm glad to hear it was yesterday. Sometimes I ask people that and they're like, like five months ago. And I'm like, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> we, we cry a lot. Yeah. Daily is probably I know. the average. That's like me. I'm, yeah. like, I'm like 10 minutes ago. Yeah. yeah. I was looking at comments on our podcast on the Sakara yeah, Life yeah. podcast. And somebody was like, yeah, it, it turned really emotional. And I was like, yeah, that was probably when we were pregnant, had babies. <laughs> right, right. But hormones raging. Exactly. What are you currently reading? Oh, I'm getting my master's in functional medicine and human nutrition. So I really miss novels. I can't wait until that's part of my life again. But I'm really deep on the literature of nutrition science. And the okay. He's like reading real studies every day. And it's fascinating. It's fascinating. And also we have no idea what we're talking about. Yeah. Like that sounds like the mental health world. They're like, well, we just don't know. The yeah. brain is its own universe. I'm like, that's really reassuring. Yeah. No. Yeah. A long way to go to catch up with nature. It is We're limited. Very limited. Mm -hmm. So like the whole point of science is you have to isolate. But the minute you isolate, you know, something from a food, it's no longer the food. So the way we're looking at these isolated kind of compounds like beta carotene from carrots how it acts in the body is very different than how it's going to act in a lab and then, and then even act in a whole food in your body. So, right. You know, it's a lot of guesses. A lot of really smart people are guessing things. But it's, <laughs> you know. And that's where I like that we've had hundreds of thousands of people eating our meals. Giving you a lot of feedback, right? Yeah, and showing us their blood work. And we're actually doing oh, uh, clinicals on, on our program. But, yeah, just so much. I think when the the anecdata i mean when you've had this many people right it's a strong data point absolutely know? yeah absolutely what is the best and worst advice you've been given i heard you say something earlier where you sometimes the worst advice can be the best advice right where someone's yeah. like oh why are you guys doing that or you should change the name of your company to yeah. healthy meals delivered nyc.com yeah are you serious did I ask you what? I feel like that was a question I asked. What does Sakara mean? Yeah, I know, it's, but. It's a Sanskrit word, and it means with form. Okay. Or giving form to things that don't yet have form, like your thoughts and dreams and ideas and your goals. And how do you bring those things from being out there in the ether right. 
and giving them form to be here on this plane, something you can touch and feel and share with others. So this concept of bringing your thoughts into reality, your dreams into reality. So when we talk about living your Saqqara life, it's that life that you envision for yourself coming into reality. And we believe that it starts with what you put on your plate, what you put into your body. Yeah. If you don't feel good, if your hormones are out of balance, if your skin looks terrible, if you don't feel good in your body, you know, you're not going to show up at your best walking into your job or in going on dates or in your love life or having confidence to wear your hair differently. All these things that affect how you show up in the world. And so starting with your food, with your nutrition helps you to be your best, yeah, out in the world. I guess the worst advice really became the best advice for you guys, but... I mean, I feel like... Maybe apart from Sakara, anything in your life. I mean, you're both very successful. And I think also if any, you know, younger girls or people looking up to you, they're going to want to know. Like, for instance, I was told once when I was in school, I think I was 14, and this teacher's like, you have so much aggression, the only thing you're going to do is become a female wrestler. Oh, my God. So, like... Rude. But that made me, like... Fuck you. You know, like, I'm I'm just saying, like, it kind of, like, you know, lights a fire. So, I mean, I don't remember who gave us this advice, but, you know, there are no rules. And any rules that you live by, someone made up. Right. So you can make up some rules and you can push boundaries and not be afraid to do that. Yeah, I think for me, it's not necessarily advice, but ways of thinking Oh, yes. Yeah. It was on CD. I love that book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mantra. Intentionality. Yeah. Power mm-hmm. in your own life. Yes, that's true. That's a good point. What Instagram account do you find uplifting, if any? I don't know. Or is there something like you go to that, you know, social media can it's really be a mind fuck? <laughs> yes, you're like our own. Yeah. I mean, me, I, like, am friends with a raccoon on Instagram. Like, that's, You're like, Friends my... with a raccoon? <laughs> that's amazing. Like, I love, I just, I love animals so much. And so my shrink will be like, are you talking to anyone? I'm like, well, this raccoon, like, slid into my DMs. Louis the raccoon, who lives in Florida. You could meet him. Wow. Okay. <laughs> that's amazing. Check out Louis the raccoon. Yeah, Louis. Louis is really funny. I don't know, but it makes me think about, have you seen these different AI programs where you can Gosh. be friends with? What? A bot with an you can create your own AI character Are you and serious? then have a conversation, be like texting with your friend. Wow. And it gets to know you and it can be supportive that during like so difficult mental health times right. or whatever else. Yeah. Right. But what if it goes rogue or something? Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to find my favorite account. Of course I can't remember her name. But she's amazing. She posts all this like content around just like what it means to be human mm-hmm. with kind of a, a sexual spin. And so her content is like sexy and alluring, but also really makes you contemplate right, everything think. you think you know. Well, it's like what you were saying of 
what you put in your mind, your body is what you become. And so I think sometimes people can really get depressed or get in a downward spiral with scrolling, you know? So I always like to just tell- Comparing. Yeah. Yeah. Just tell people like, oh, this is a good account or, you know. I found her. It's Aisha Ophelia. Okay. And even that name. I know. I'm like, who is she? She's amazing. Yeah. But I've- I never go on TikTok, but the times that I have gone on TikTok, yeah. I almost enjoy the fact that I don't know any of these people. Yeah. So I'm not comparing myself or my life or anything. Or yeah. yeah, I can learn some dance moves or how to yeah. get a stain out of my carpet, you know. Yeah. Like that's what my TikTok shows me. Yeah. And that it's I a lot am less not edited. Yeah, I'm not looking at oh, she's going on vacation to this place or right. she looks great in that outfit or, you know. Right. And thinking about how do I show up in the world. Right. And just, yeah. Enjoy. Yeah. Taking Consum- in some, mm-hmm. consuming some content. Yeah. Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode. And thank you to Danielle and Whitney for joining me. Thank you. Um, where can our listeners find you? Well, you can find us both at Sakara Life. Okay. S-A-K-A-R-A-L-I-F-E. And I'm at Whitney Tingle. And I'm at Danielle Dubois with an E on the end. From the Instagram, everyone can order. I mean, I feel like you're everywhere. It's yeah, very easy Sakara. to just put it on Sakara. Not New York food delivery. No. <laughs> Although we should buy that domain too. I know, right? All right, well, that's all, folks. Be sure to subscribe and comment and give five stars to Ben Better HBU. We can be found on Apple and Spotify and anywhere you listen to your favorite podcasts. Thank you for tuning in to Ben Better. How about you? To learn more, please visit benbetterhbu.com and check out our Instagram, bbhbu. Slide into our DMs with your questions and or comments. Also, be sure to subscribe for your weekly prescription. This pharmacy is open 24-7.